0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about productivity and trying to get all of the right things done, even when we may not feel like we can do all the right things. I'm Scotty Jackson, joined as always by the wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Hi Rose, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing all right, Scotty. How are you?
0: I mean, you know, not great, but that's, that's part of what I wanted to talk about today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great topic because I've been through this earlier this year. I'm still working on bouncing back and you're in it right now. Yeah. You know, experience life experience.
0: This is a good one. Um, for those of you who are new, uh, welcome. We'll try not to be a downer. I promise. Um, you can find details about the whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And if you would like to, you don't need to, but if you would like to uh, enjoy a bonus episode every month and uh, support the work that Rose and I are doing, uh, we'd love you for it. You can do that at uh, nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we unnest the folders. Uh, but today, yeah, I wanted to talk about how we do productivity or how we practice our productivity when we're... Ill or injured or incapacitated or in some way not able to perform as we normally expect ourselves to do and what that might look like. Uh, what do you th- what do you think about that?
1: I think this is a really important topic to to think about because everybody hopes it will never happen to them. Um, but as part of the preparation for this episode, I went through um a couple of things that um, you know, I, I went through a list of, you know, just looking back memory wise, um, to see, you know, what did I have that prevented me from doing stuff. So I broke a toe, I broke my ankle, I got stitches in my chin. <laughs> um, and then earlier this year I was off work for six weeks, uh, because I was quite ill. It um take you and- anywhere. I know. And this isn't even pandemic related stuff. This was just life. I mean, I didn't break a toe because of COVID. Um, It was actually a doorframe. And so, um, yeah, and this reminded me actually, Scotty, one of the first things I remember talking to you about, apart from OmniFocus, obviously, was um, I suggested that I I needed a way to filter um, stuff in my OmniFocus because there were things that I couldn't do because I had a broken toe, um, and it made doing things like walking around the city quite difficult and painful. Um, and you suggested a no cause toe tag, which I would put on hold, um, and then delete the tag when I was done. I love done.
0: origin stories
1: so good and actually you know i ended up adopting that and i used it as i'm going on holiday um and so therefore after i come back from my holiday i can delete this tag um and then it's not that everything's deferred and so floods into your inbox um but sometimes you know you do need to get stuff out there and put it on hold but that actually can be quite a burden to go through a lot of things um and so i was wondering actually what's your approach right now
0: well i mean a I, 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 uh, uh, dear friend asked me like, what, what does this mean for your productivity? Because I, I, I blogged recently, I'll put a link in, in show notes about the fact that, um, the, that I'm injuring, um, some sort of as yet fully undiagnosed, uh, illness. And I said, you know, honestly, in some ways this has been a boon to my productivity in ways that I wouldn't have expected, because I think that when you have a limited amount of energy, You have to think very, very um, clearly about what you're going to use that on. And I think um, having those kind of very obvious constraints makes some of those decisions easier in some ways than if you don't have those kinds of constraints. You know when you when you think about and i 'm rehashing a little bit of my blog post i 'm sorry, but like if you think about like productivity or time management, really, what that is is action management you choosing what you do right, and so yeah. action management is really actually an expression of choice management because you 're choosing what you do, and choices come out of your values and what what it is you value and I think that comes into stark contrast a lot more when you can when you only have the capacity to do fewer things like on a normal day, for example, like if I'm giving a presentation at work or preparing a presentation, that might seem like the most important thing in the universe until like my phone rings and it's my kid's school and they've like broken wrists on the monkey bars. Well, now that's the important thing. It's very clear to me that I can throw all those other things aside. So um, I think it's, it's in looking at it that way, um, I've been able to like really think about, okay, what things are absolutely not doable uh and what things are potentially possible and then you know to your point rose using either like a tag or classification or something for like the things that I will keep but not now like deferring those um is is really important like like saying okay these are things that need to happen at some point but they are definitely not happening now um and then the other thing i think that is a air quote, quick win, like, is going through my system and saying, okay, um, harkening back a little bit to our last episode where we talked about, you know, like, best before stuff, um, being able to just delete all of that, and then also be able to look at this stuff that I kept in my system with the best of intentions, but given the way in which my world now is, coming to grips with the fact that, like, I'm never going to do this stuff. Like, I uh, I love you all, dear friends. Um, I'm not answering all every email, and so just dropping or deleting or or whatever, and really just cleansing stuff out. So yeah, like you said, step one is what can I push off until you know some sort of point in time at which uh, I am operating normally, and then for this other block of stuff, like what can I just delete or drop or 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 decide? You know what? This is never going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I find actually some sometimes it's easier to start with the inverse of this. So instead of going through and going, OK, what am I going to do later? Um, maybe having a look at what is the bare minimum that you need to do to make you feel like you're being functional right now? Um, mm. And either looking at a low effort or low energy tag that's in your task manager or creating one um, and, and cherry picking um, can be quite good. Because if you don't cherry pick it, then that's, you know, it's it's something that you're not going to do right now. And that doesn't mean that you're never going to do it. I know sometimes it can be very difficult to let go of those things. But doing some cherry picking. And also, while you're doing that cherry picking, keeping an eye out for embers. Like, you know, there's little things that are smoldering. Um, and if you don't deal with it now, that's going to become an entire big fire that you really, really, really don't mm. have the energy or willpower or ability to deal with. So having a skim for those and then... I mean as much as possible handing stuff off or just emailing people and saying this is very unlikely to happen in the time frame that you need. Um and I've had to do that with um some projects and it's never fun. I absolutely hate doing it, but you know what? It's so relieving to have done that and just emailed the person and said, you know, I I'm sorry, but I can't do this. Um and I, I'm I you know, I want to, but I can't. Um because you know, if if you if you continue on and you assume that's the other trap that you fall into, right? You assume that in a week or 10 days or a month, you're going to be back to normal and everything's going to be fine. Um, But I think you need to prepare for the fact that actually, even when you are fine again, you don't want to have to deal with everything that we'd usually deal with day to day and all of the stuff that you've had mm-hmm. to, that you should have dealt with while you were gone. You know, you shouldn't be punishing yourself for being ill or, you know, injured or whatever. Um, You know, you, you, it's not that you should be rewarding yourself, but you should be cutting yourself slack, um, so that you know you can say, "I am not capable of dealing with this right now. Somebody else should deal with it, or it's going to be delayed." Um, and it's difficult to do that, I know, um, but uh, if you can, then I definitely recommend it.
0: For sure, I mean, enlisting other people is is a, is a big deal, and in, in part part of that is going to be setting expectations with others, and part of it is going to be. You know, who can I enlist to help and so that I can do a little bit of playing Oprah? Like, you get a task, you get a task, and you get a task from my mm-hmm. system of, yeah, yeah. of these things that can't wait. I, I mean, setting aside, like, the psychological and emotional processing of the implications of this, if you have, like, some absolute constraints of, like, okay, now I can't drive, for example, or mm-hmm. now I can't leave the house. Okay, so all of the things that i have in my system that relate to errands or being in other places those all now need to either find someone else to help me do them or they need to be deferred or they need to be deleted i don't i don't get to choose no but i don't but i'm not going to be able to do them I, yes. and i don't have that choice so again i'm just going to be tactical about this like and and just set aside the fact that that's a lot to 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 deal, but if if you're in that kind of situation, then yeah, you need to look at those sorts of things. And a honor the constraint. I'm not going to be able to do these things. B do they need to be done, and then C if yes, okay, how and who, um, and 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 then being able to work with the other people in your life or online services um, that you know now deliver things or um, actually like. You you know, those sort of like mini personal assistant type services. Uh, how am I going to accomplish these things that won't, that cannot, um, that cannot not happen? Sorry, that have to happen. Me and my grammar. Um, how am I going to handle those? Because Because they need handling in a way that is different from the way in which I recorded them in my system in the first place.
1: Yes. And these are great things to bring in when somebody says, well, can I help you? Because ideally, you're going to tell people that you're not going to be able to do stuff. You don't have to give people all the personal um, nitty gritty details. You just need to say, you know, and you you should say, um, you know, that you're not going to be able to do stuff or you're going to be, you know, out of pocket for a while, whatever it is, however you decide to phrase it, whatever works for you. But a lot of people are going to say, can I help? Um, Start with if you're one of those people saying, can I help? I would suggest you make a concrete suggestion of something that you feel comfortable doing. Like, can I um, make you uh, a couple of meals and bring them over for your fridge or something like that? And similarly, if people do the would you like some help and they offer nebulous help of help, you can say, actually, I'm not able to run some errands. Is there a chance that next time you're in this part of town, you could pick this thing up for me and, and drop it off when it's convenient for you?
0: Totally. You know,
1: um and, and and take advantage of that. You know, you're not taking advantage of people. Um, you are taking advantage of their offer. OK, they've made an offer. They've extended an offer. And I know sometimes in some cases you're going to have to say to people, uh, I need you to do this for me. And that possibly more in a work context, but also that happens with friends and family. Some people are totally oblivious. Um, and, you know, if, if they're just oblivious and when you say, is there a chance... Um, you know, I can't go grocery shopping, and I can't get a grocery delivery for six weeks. Is there a chance you can bring me some groceries? You know, they'll they'll probably go. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. Um, some people won't, but that that's a another thing to deal with. Um, and there there are you know, if you look actually on like neighborhood groups and so on, you can find people who will help. Um, if you need stuff, there there are wonderful people out there in the world, um, which is a great thing. But yeah, asking for specific help when people say, "What can I do to help?" Um, you know, because hopefully you'll have had at least a skim through, you don't have to go on a deep dive, but a skim over your task list and you've, you've got an idea of some things you're not going to be able to accomplish, or maybe that will take a lot more energy than you have to give right now. Mm -hmm. For example, when I broke my ankle, I could still clean the apartment, but you know what? Vacuuming was incredibly difficult slash impossible. I could technically do it, but it took all freaking day. So I didn't um and so um unfortunately uh, uh, a friend came over um and she said i'm gonna come over and we're gonna hang out and watch a film but before we do that you're gonna tell me three things that you struggled to do at home and i'm gonna do them for you right um, and she, she she ran around with the vacuum she was done in 15 minutes so it wasn't like you know she she was spending hours doing this stuff um and did she do it differently to how i would do it yeah but my floors were vacuumed and gosh did i appreciate that that was great um so you know um yeah when people ask for help take it and if they they don't ask for help if they don't offer help then uh, do ask for it i, I mean sometimes you're not going to feel comfortable doing that but do try to um because more people are willing to help than you would give credit for
0: absolutely and i, I think there's value in doing a little bit of system management bef- before you inform people so that you yes. are um because because I, I have found in the past when I inform someone of a situation, their first reaction, because they are wonderful and loving people, is "How can I help?" Um, they're not going to mm-hmm. know how they can help because how do you decide, like how you work your way into like some managing someone's whole life? Um, but if you yep. do a little bit of system management first, uh, Rose, to your point, you can you're ready to answer that question of you know what? Here's what would be wonderful um, if you could if you could do and start having some parcels ready that you can you know provide. Um, as like n- neatly packaged up tasks or requests or 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 supports that, that that you can then answer that with and and then receive help from because it can be tricky in the moment if you haven't done that that sort of preparation someone says gee how can I help and I say I don't know yet um let me let me think about that and get back to you and then the problem with that. Is that now that places me now firmly in the position of needing to ask for help. They, I mean, yeah. they offered it, but now I've got to ask for it. And I, 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 I because of my value system, I have a hard time doing that. Um, yep. A lot of people do. And so it's great to be able to say, when someone offers the help, have a concrete answer so that I don't have to go and ask for the help later.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it is difficult, you know, and that's why at the very least I would I would recommend a skim through. Obviously, if you've got the energy and mental capacity to do a deep dive and go through and look for all of the things, then then do that. But you don't have to. Just have a skim through um, and so on. And, of course, the other thing to, to think of is emergency situations. Uh, we had this earlier this year, Scotty. Uh, I had some abdominal pain and my doctor sent me to the hospital because she thought hmm. it might be a, my appendix that needed to come out. Um, and I didn't really realize that I was going to be there uh, until the next day actually it ended up being but I did message you and say uh, I don't think we're going to manage to record today because I'm in hospital. Uh, don't panic. I think I'm fine. Um, but this is problematic. Um, and so I was able to contact you and say specifically what was affected and impacted by this. Similarly, I was able to message Micah for iOS Today to let him know because I I thought, you know, once they said that I was staying overnight, I thought, even if I get home in time, am I going to be in any shape to record uh, spoiler, I would not have been I did not get any sleep. Um, but you know, that's that's life. Mm-hmm. Um but being able to say this is exactly what I'm not able to do sometimes will let people figure out the rest of themselves. Um, but other than that, being able to say, I'm not gonna be able to do this, can you get that done? Um works really nicely.
0: Totally. I I think too, in in that vein, um, preparation is key. And and I think there's a lot of value in, you know, if you work on a team at work. Um, having the setting aside some time at some point to sit down and create like sort of a matrix amongst the team of like, here are the areas, areas of responsibility we each have. And in the event that one of us is struck by a meteor and can't show up to work for a period of time, how do we then like, how do we move stuff around so that stuff is covered? And thankfully I had enough sort of time to do that with my team prior to things, you know escalating. Um, mm-hmm. For me, which was really nice, because that meant that when we had to pull the trigger and say, you know what, Scotty's not going to be here for a little bit, um, we had we had sort of planned out what that would what that would look like and what that would mean uh, for the rest of the team. And similarly, in home and household, um, it's interesting to think about you know, discreetly, like who has responsibility over what area of things, right? Like maybe in a household, one person is sort of the department of logistics for um, the kids or one person is the you know food and agriculture person who takes care of groceries and one person is the um, you, you know um, the 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 concession taking care of meals and 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 cooking and, and meal prep and that sort of thing and someone else handles things like finances or insurance and so on. It, it's good to know um, I think as a member of a household, there are a lot of things that I don't think about a lot of the time because I know that those are handled by other people in this household. Yeah, Um, But it's, it's good to think about those things uh, more concretely so that in the event that um, someone in the household takes ill, I can think, okay, there are things that I don't normally think about that I'm now going to have to think about what, what are they? Um, So that you don't like suddenly realize it's 6 PM and food is not, you know cooked and prepped and ready for for dinner because one hadn't thought of that or you know it, bills are not paid or something like that. and it, yeah, having inventories of the things that you don't do um, so that you're ready to help um, in in areas that you are you know tightly knit to, like a work team or a household that th- those are, those are good exercises. and I mean granted those are you know things that you do when you're feeling well. Uh, in the event that it's not good reactive strategy Um, but once you're better uh, and you learn oh boy that's a thing that i have to manage that's a good time to do that sort of thing so you're ready for next time if a next time should ever occur hopefully it doesn't but should it you're a little bit more prepared
1: yeah i i i do feel it is kind of disaster preparedness but everybody should be prepared for the bus factor If this person gets hit by a bus, how does that impact us? Um, And, you know, will other people know where to find the passwords to access Mm. these accounts and Mm -hmm. how these accounts are set up and what company is our water actually with? Because I don't know. Um, And stuff like that. Um, And, you know, being able to, because hopefully if you've done the prep for things like that, that also means that you have a document or a folder or whatever it is that you can then hand off and go, this is the important information um but something that this brings me to because you're saying you know once you feel better you can start you can do this um i would also advocate that you don't i mean people should never feel like they have to do things perfectly okay perfect is the enemy of done Mm. but that is doubly triply quadruply i don't know dodeca whateverly um true when you are you know not at full capacity You can do something partly. You can do something badly. You can half ass it. You can do whatever whatever it takes to get something to a state where it is more done than it was previously. For example, if you can't clean the kitchen, wash a plate. If you can wash a plate. And guess what? That's one less dirty plate in your kitchen. Your kitchen's not clean, but it's cleaner because you wash a plate. Um, And don't feel bad for just doing what you can do. Okay, if you're only capable of standing up for long enough to wash a plate and and put it in the drying rack and then going back to the sofa and collapsing, congratulations, you have done everything that you are capable of doing. Well done. Like, you you should not feel bad about that. You should feel good because you've done a thing. Um, Even if, if it's not to the best of your standard ability, your abilities change and what you're capable of changes.
0: Absolutely, you brought up a great point too. I think it was on the failure episode, uh, Lincoln show notes, where we talked. Where you talked about um, creating projects that are sort of partial projects, where like the first project is do the thing, and the second, po- second project is polish the thing. Um, I've been adopting that like a lot, a lot. So the project that I had before was called clean the desk, and the, now I have a project called like handle the papers on the desk and then Mm -hmm. handle the um, materials that are on the left side of the desk. And then uh, another project for like handle that one stack on the left side of the desk that I've been avoiding so that I don't feel like I have to tackle the entirety of cleaning my desk, but I do feel like I have a path to progress and I have a path that gets me all the way to done, but I don't feel a weird like obligation to do that all in one project, and I get celebrations for myself each you know project I finish because each of those projects, even though it's not the totality of cleaning my desk, has multiple tasks to it um, and so i'm I'm breaking it down and i'm I'm walking myself through those specific tasks you know in better times, perhaps you know clean the desk is a task um, but in unwell times. What was a project is now I'm now breaking out into discrete steps so that I am giving myself permission to make smaller steps toward completion and celebrating that progress and creating a plan that allows me to spread that what might have been, you know, a half hour task in good times. It, it can now be spread across you know, three, four, five days. You know, maybe to the chagrin of my wife a little bit, but um, it can be spread across multiple days, and I won't lose sight of where I am in the progress. And I don't feel like I'm failing, and I'm honoring all the constraints that I'm currently up against. So it's it's a it's a really great multifaceted strategy to um, allow oneself to take. Um, Again, like what, what might have been a task and turn it into not just a project, but maybe even multiple projects with multiple little tasks about it so that you can, like you said, Rose, do what you can and feel good about that because you're doing what you can.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think that really is it. And that's actually something that I've taken forward. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, to some extent, I'm still bouncing back. Um, and in other respects, I'm, I'm perfectly normal again and everything's fine. Um, but I have very much taken the breaking everything down into the absolute smallest step. Because even if you are at 100% capacity and you are well, there will be days when you're just tired and exhausted because work or life or the dog or the weather. I mean, I had that earlier today. I was feeling a bit and I realized it was really, really, really dark outside and also inside. And then the next thing I knew, it was chucking it down with rain and the rain was bouncing off of the tarmac outside um, up to my knees, um, which was impressive. Um, And, you know, that affects you and it affects your energy levels. So I found that you know, I don't have to break everything down into the absolute smallest of steps, but I have found that there is a lot of value into, um, breaking things down into small steps. So I'm going to use, uh, one example, which is very automation, um, centric, but Hmm. it's, it, it makes sense to me because I, I've literally been working on this today. Um, I, I want to set up... Um, also, aer- you're Rosemary Orchard. Yeah, I'm Rosemary Orchard. Uh, so I have some <laughs> Nano Leaf uh, light panels. Um, they're the original ones. And the, the there's a rhythm module. The lights can flash in tune to the music. This is kind of beside the point. But in order to get the music into the rhythm module, I decided I wanted to use the aux port instead of pumping up my speakers and disturbing my neighbors. And also, you know, after a while, heavy bass, it kind of, you know, gives me a bit of a headache. Um, And so I decided that what I was going to do is I was going to get an aux cable, my old Airport Express, um, and I needed a cable for this because obviously the cable that came with it has long since disappeared. Um, and so I had to find these three parts before I could do anything else. Um, and so I created a task w- that would auto complete called Find Parts, um, and then created three subtasks for finding the aux cable, finding the Airport Express, and finding the cable. Um, and then it turned out actually over lunch, I, I had a little bit of time, I did some washing up and some other things while I was waiting for my food to cook. Uh, and I found the aux cable while I was doing a bit of tidying. Great. So I checked that off because it was, you know, it's one step towards the thing and I put it on the sofa right where I would see it. And then I went, had a moment where I went, actually, you know what, I know where the airport express is. And I found that. And it turned out I had just enough time to go and look for the cable and I found the cable as well. Um, and suddenly I'm actually a step further forward in the project because I have all the parts and they're all plugged in together. I need to reset the Airport Express and set it up. That's that's the next step. But previously this was just a project and it didn't even have any actions. It was just called setup Airplay 2 to NanoLeaf. Um and while there aren't many steps in it, you know, and they are all obvious to me in my head, it wasn't getting done until I broke it down into those smaller steps. Um but you know what the, that means that actually some of these things that I have now, like I need to print a couple of stickers for some other projects that I'm doing, that I can do even if I'm curled up on the sofa um, and um, I'm exhausted. Um, if I'm looking and I'm feeling like maybe I, I want to be productive, because sometimes I can give you a bit of a kick of motivation, then I can, I can open this and those are all tagged with low effort. So mm. I just need to select the icons and queue them up. And then I hit print and I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, and you know what? I've got other tags as well. So if I'm there going, oh, I'm having so much fun with my label maker. Yes, I'm a geek. Come on, people, you're listening to a podcast about productivity. Um, I've, I've got some other stuff tagged with uh, print labels, uh, which is great. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm, I, get, I get excited when I can get on a little bit of a roll and it doesn't matter how much energy I am expending um, for this, but when I am unwell or I'm feeling unwell or I'm just tired and cranky, which let's face it, that happens, I don't want to expend lots of effort. So being able to go through and go these are low effort and they are easy mm-hmm. is great. And actually one of the things that I did is I also, um, I branched out a bit, I tagged a lot of things with high effort and difficult um, and one of my, my, my projects now or my goals is to go through all of those and, and break them down so that they are Mm -hmm. not difficult and high energy so that they are considerably smaller like make an inventory of my freezer i've decided that the simplest thing to do here is to eat as much as much of the stuff in my freezer as i can without buying any more freezer food nice so (laughs) so my project to, (laughs) to make an inventory of my freezer step one eat salmon like, there's a lot of salmon in my freezer, it turns out. I also had three bags of chicken nuggets because my freezer's in a very awkward spot. I have to stand on a ladder to get into other drawers. Um, and so, uh, you know, I ended up buying more chicken nuggets because I didn't think I had any. And I bought more chicken nuggets because I didn't think I had any. Um, and uh, so, yeah, now I, I have to eat a lot of chicken nuggets and a lot of salmon. So I'm alternating because one's good for you and one's less good for you.
0: <laughs> you. You know what? Here's where, like, unconventional solutions are really good, too. Because, like, maybe one of the, you know, in, in coupling... You know your notion of you know eat more food as a way of solving your 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 freezer stock. Maybe you know in have company over for dinner, um, who are double vaccinated and appropriately distancing and wearing masks in areas where these are required. Um, having yep. company over uh, for dinner to eat more nuggets and maybe even have them help cook. Um, like maybe that's a great solution to organizing one's yeah. freezer. Um, and yes. and I think to your point about about tags. Um, categorizing or grouping things becomes really, really important here too. Uh, the, The low energy one is a great idea. I've also taken to like having tags for, um, desk and kitchen and living room even so that, you know, I, I, when I'm in one of those rooms, I can do the things that are required there so that I don't have to like come back to that room unnecessarily, um, or feel bad that I can't make it to that room. Um, because I do not have the energy to do so. Um, so having even like breaking one's home down into, uh, into tags or categories, uh, that's not a bad move, um, either.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to say, you know, being able to go through my tags and skim through things, uh, I have to say the dangerous one is the online shopping tag, uh, Scotty. I can do that oh, regardless boy. of energy levels. Um, and uh, that's that's something uh, I, I I found. um, Because obviously sometimes, um, I mean, you have to save yourself first, right? In all of these situations. If you are struggling with things and you can't do stuff, you should put yourself first. And that comes above everything else. Okay. So if you can't like wash plates and things like that if you can amazon some paper plates and have them delivered to you and so you can eat off paper plates that's okay Mm -hmm. and i don't know if anybody needs to hear that but if they need to hear that they should um you know you have to you know if because otherwise you'll get to the point where you can't eat because you have no clean plates well that's no good and then when then when you get start feeling better you have a mountain of dishes to deal with because you were ill and you couldn't deal with them well, look after current self and future self by doing whatever it is. Um, and, uh, you know, so, some of this can involve throwing money at the problem, like buying paper plates. That is throwing money at the problem. But other times, you know, you, you should probably watch your budget and, and not spend because, you know, the, the the last thing you want is to cause another problem. while you are not at 100 percent, because then when you're recovering, you'll feel like you have to deal with it. And that can make things a lot worse.
0: That is very true. Yeah. Um... Very true and in in that vein thinking about what you said about online shopping I think the one the one last thing um, that I've been feeling a lot of value from is maintaining a list maybe it's not like tasks maybe it is depending of things that like I can do that I know will either energize or heal me so like whether that's you know remember to um, like uh, you know give kids or wife a bonus hug Or get that dog on my lap or listen to uh, a guided meditation or have a 15 minute nap or Mm -hmm. um, play that latest game that I downloaded on my phone and allow myself to just like space out for a while or have a bath. Like just have an inventory of things that I know are absolute 100% winners of things that I can do that will help me. If, if they don't energize me, they'll at least make me feel better. Um, I think that that's a really good thing to have um, as as a way of like, you know, if you if you feel like you're you know bottoming out or flagging or or, or whatever term you want to use for the moment in in which you are having, it, it can be difficult. I think to think of like, what do I do? Oh, I have. Wait a minute, I have a list for that. Um, and I can I'd say, oh, you know what? Yeah. Reminder. Um, here, here's a thing that I can do that'll give me a moment of, of solace. And it's not like, again, these are not like high investment, high energy things. These are things that I could do in almost all moments. Um, I, I love having that to refer to as like a, you know, like in case of emergency, open list, do nice thing, um, have a smile and, yeah. uh, and, and, and try to remember. Um, This mantra that that a friend of mine gave to me, which is no bad days. Bad moments, okay. Yes. No bad days.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, And uh, don't forget, if you're feeling absolutely terrible, pick up a pen and paper or a pencil and paper or your phone, whatever it is, and write down something you did today. It could be waking up. It could be eating Mm. chocolate. It could be having a shower. It could be that actually you did lots of things today and you've just yet to realize that. But write it down, because that can take you from feeling like your day has been a failure to feeling like, actually, you have accomplished many things today. And it's just that other part of your brain is being, you know, being the bad guy mm-hmm. and saying you've done nothing, which is not true.
0: Yes. And if you followed that idea of breaking down tasks into little tiny bits, uh, you can look at your completed um, for the day and remind yourself that no, 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 that's right. You, you have done stuff and you're not. You're you're not at one hundred percent. You're honoring the fact that you have significant limitations, or limitations. Maybe they're not significant, but some limitations anyway. And uh, you're you're playing to those, but you're not at zero, which is which is yay you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yay you. You are a wonderful human being.
0: So there we are. Uh, I do believe that that qualifies as another episode of nested folders. Thanks uh, for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, That was a great discussion, as always, uh, Rose. Again, you can find the whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And again, if you would love to support us, we would love you for it. nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where you can uh, subscribe, uh, get a bonus episode every month, or just, you know, toss a uh, donation because uh, you think that what we're doing is is great. We think it's great. Um, Beyond the... Podcast though rosemary orchard where might people uh, find more about all the wonderful things that you do on the internet
1: Ah, right, you can go to rosemaryorchard.com, which will have links to all the places you can find me on to- on the internet podcasts books and the other cool stuff like social media uh where if you want to just hit me up on twitter at rosemaryorchard. scotty how about you
0: uh i can be found at hey and by the same name on twitter at hey scotty J. Uh, thanks again, Rose. This is, uh, fantastic. I really appreciate the conversation about this one.
1: It's, it's been a pleasure as always, Scotty. All
0: right. Well, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Bye everyone.
1: Goodbye, everyone.